Hi besties, welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. A show where we talk about all things drag because we're semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juicebox. And I'm moi, Cynthia Kiss. And this is Semi-Qualified Queens. And today we have a very, very special interview. I am so excited for this one. My Essex Diva, the girl from the South. I don't know if Essex is in the South, but I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) Things are going to be very mediocre today on Semi-Qualified Queens. (laughs) Yes, we've got Cheryl Hole, Cheryl. We talk Drag Race UK, her busy life on front of... on TV and everything in between. So have a listen, have a love. <laughs> I'm making zero sense. Um, have a laugh. <laughs> have a love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're gonna get right to the episode. See you soon. Okay, so welcome back. We are here with Miss Essex Diva, the Cheryl Hole. How are you, girly? Well, I'm not the only Essex Diva, am I? <laughs> I think yours is a little bit more glamorous than mine, though. Do you is know what those? Essex? On- <laughs> Do you know what Essex, Ontario, is? Absolutely not. I know it's. It is a, I know it's in Essex. It's a small town in Ontario with about twenty thousand people, and it's mostly just like elderly communities. Like it's just. It's not, I feel like your Essex is slightly more glamorous. A, a bit, bit more dramatic, it, probably. It has a TV show. Yeah, not that it should still be having a TV show. <laughs> but then, Juice, you get to be the prettiest girl from your Essex. You know what I mean? There's yes. just no competition. Yes, I'm the prettiest girl in Essex. And Cheryl is also the prettiest girl in Essex. I mean, I've got some <laughs> stiff competition. I've got to fight some bitches out here. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we're we're just so happy to have you, Cheryl. This is amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for Um, having me. We were so excited to see your gorgeous energy back on screen with Drag Race UK versus the world. Tell me, what's your biggest goal returning to the workroom? I really just wanted to come back and say, fuck all you bitches. I have got shit to say. And I'm not just a mediocre meme every Monday. Do you know what I mean? I was just back to fight and just show, like, I'm in it for the kill. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I I just think it's so funny that people could would say, I mean, you made the joke of saying you're mediocre, but I mean, you made it right to the end. Like you really powered through your season and even post show, you have such an incredible busy career. So I think that's really anything but mediocre, you know? Oh, thank you, Gorgeous. Do you know what? I'm a hustler through and through, and like a lot of people in life get dealt some amazing cards and everything's just given to them. Nothing in my life, yes, I think the only thing that I could say was given to me in life was the chance to be on Drag Race, but everything beyond that, I've worked and I've hustled and I've trained for this moment. So like, I never, I never feel like I'm given anything in life. So I work hard and the things come back round when you put stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And there's such an interesting perception with like, if you didn't win, you've lost. And it's so funny on Drag Race sometimes because it's like, just to not win a challenge doesn't mean that you didn't show such a breadth of talent. So I think sometimes just being memorable is the real winning. And Diva, that's you. Like, we remember you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can't forget Cheryl. There's no way. Thank you, my gorgeous. Like, in all honesty, like, losing is the new winning, as Mama Rue says. Like, you, you don't have to have a crown on your head or a badge on your tit to walk away with 
such an amazing opportunity and platform. Like, I I can make bread out of lemons. Like, I will I will find a way to make it work. Like, I I just <laughs> want to have the best time possible doing everything that I can. And like, there's no point getting your head clouded what other people are doing, what they're doing. Oh, they're doing this, bitch. Focus on you, because nobody is you. You are the only version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're always the main character in your own story, right? And you should always let that, let everybody know that. Even if they're the main character in theirs, just know like, yeah, but for me, I'm the main girly here. Trust kind and believe. Thing. Trust and believe. <laughs> um, speaking of Lemon, I'm going to kind of go off the thing a bit. How was it? Because I know you and Lemon are quite good friends. How was it to see her sashay away first? <laughs> I think my face says it all. At the back of that main stage, when when she pulled that lipstick and said lemon, I was like, oh, we're sending home competition. We're, yeah. <laughs> because look, we we can use whatever narrative we want. We can say lemon mm. was robbed. We can say lemon deserved to go or whatever. I was just gagged that one of my best friends had been sent home and I'd only seen her for two days. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, me, me and Lem go all the way back to 2018 when I did a trip to New York and we both did a gig at Pieces Bar. Both tip spot, both new queens. Like, I was lucky to even get one gig in New York because I know how fierce that drag scene is. Mm-hmm. And it was just from then. You know where you just click with someone? Totally. <laughs> And I was just like, this is my girl, this is my ride or die. So when she said that she had been cast on um, Canada's Drag Race, I literally was like, oh girl, you were gonna go and mop. And well, she did. Both had the demise of the makeover. (laughs) (laughs) Both both are hard. Honestly, even on your own bloody sister, even on your own blood. (laughs) But I I was so gagged that she, she got sent back to the house so quickly, but it is what it is. It's a different ball game when you go back this time round for UK versus the world, not all stars, um, because it is a send whoever you want home. It's not the judge's choice. You can't fight for your life in a lip sync. You can't, because look, if it was a lip sync for your life, Miss Janie was going home because nobody's sending Lemon home. Oh no. Oh no. There'd be no way. I was going to ask, so that you know, first lipstick to, uh, lipstick to draw, you know, the girls are voting each other off. Seeing that Lemon was the one picked, did it set the tone for the whole competition? Like, it's almost, it's more strategy than playing nice, right? Look, I, I was always going to play the game fair. I was always going to let the divas do what they want to do. But for me, I had to go in with a clear conscience and leave with a clear conscience. So I was always going to play the game fair because that's just me and that's who I am. I'm a kind human, if you will. But some girls want to get rid of the best just to itch another way forward. Like, I'm I'm cool with saying, look, you've done very well in these last three challenges. Why am I going to send you home? Like, I want to play a fair game, but... Mm-hmm. If some girls want to chop the queen that's done the best, so be it. On their head, be it. <laughs> yeah. It's the one challenge with the with the all-stars versions of the shows. Just the yeah. fact that the queens can send each other home. It's sometimes, you know, it can uh, 
the cookie can crumble in a different kind of way, so to speak. We were saying last week that it was something really exciting when it first happened, but now it almost feels like you have these favorites that go on the show and you really want to see them fight for their place. But when they're put in such a precarious situation where someone else has to send them, you almost feel, it almost feels sad because they're so helpless. Like they can't do anything. It's, it's everything is in someone else's hands. And it's a very, a very sad situation. It's sad being a safe queen like I was episode one and seeing your friend in the bottom and seeing how devastated they were because again you have to basically plea for your life to be like please keep me and it's just it's really like upsetting and to be honest it's it's only going to get harder as the season goes on Mm -hmm. and can we say with that first episode how good you looked like you look everything you walked out in on that day was beautiful and those stars on your chest with that white gown like i loved it Thank you, my diva. Look, I'm never, I'm never gonna call myself a fashion girl, but I, the main thing coming back was I wanted to prove to people that I have stepped my drag up. It's not just surface level. Like you see a tin of tomatoes, you know there's a tin of tomatoes in there. Whereas now I'm that mixed soup where you don't know what's what's going to be in your next mouthful. Like a nice minestrone. <laughs> And to be honest, I was glad in the first episode you could we got to showcase three looks like normal talent shows. You only get your talent show look, which, to be honest, I wouldn't have been mad standing on that stage because it was fucking sickening. But gorgeous. The fact I got to do a runway and do something that was I'd never done on season one. I was in a fucking gown for crying out loud. Like I, I was so happy to be able to showcase that. And to be honest, everything else that's coming. Oh, Ooh, no spoilers. <laughs> it's a tease, another uh, spoiler. It's, it's a teaser. Um, so really quick, as the home country for inter- uh, oh my God, I fucked that up. As the home country for the international show, did you feel extra pressure or did you feel like you had more of a hometown advantage? In all honesty, I didn't think we had an advantage at all. If anything, I thought we had our like backs against the wall when people were like coming for us because they were like, oh, we're now on your turf. Let's see how you do. But in all honesty, I went in and I didn't give two shits about the other queens. I was there for a good time and just to show me at my best. So <laughs> I, I was happy it was in the UK. I only had to travel <laughs> in four hours in a car. Like it was fab. <laughs> But also, it's like going back into, like, your nan's house, you know, where your cups are, you know, the spoons are over in that drawer, you know where everything is. You're familiar with the team, you're familiar with the judges, and it's just like, look, if you threw me into Canada's Drag Race, I'd be like, excuse me, where's the toilet? (laughs) I wouldn't have a clue. (laughs) You'd also be really cold, like, really, really, really cold. (laughs) And I don't do cold. I do not do cold. How you survived that first day, Juice, basically... I didn't. Just... I went, I got sent home. Yeah. <laughs> I meant the entrance day. The entrance day, Diva. The day you fell over. Oh, yeah, because I was just in that tiny little bikini. It was... Cheryl, when I say it was frigid that day, and I forgot my hat when we took all of our things off, and I'm bald, so my head gets so cold... So I was just an ice cube. Like there was no heat that was staying in my body. It was frigid. You would have died. It would. It's the worst. I don't know. Filming outside. Play icy by insane. Kim Petras. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say her name because she's in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right at Kim. <laughs> 
<laughs> so did you have anything you wanted to prove different this time in front of RuPaul and Michelle when you went back into the Thunderdome, Cheryl? In all honesty, I think the main thing I wanted to prove was my runways weren't so naff. <laughs> like, right. that's, that was my that was my biggest critique. Like, they they believed in me. They believed in my star power and my talent. Like, just watching watching back episode five with the girl group challenge, and like hearing the judges talking about me and just how I was like alive on stage. That is me. Mm -hmm. That's my drag through and through because. My, some queens love to do makeup, looks, comedy, whatever. My passion for drag lies on a stage. I could go out there in like a bin bag and like a Bailey J Mills wig, but that wouldn't faze me because I, all I want to do is perform. So all I wanted this time round was to keep that love and passion for me that and belief in me that I am a fucking star. <laughs> a fucking star. I'm such a star. Here's two giant stars right on my clavicles. She said, put the stars on my dress. <laughs> Honestly, the theme of this season, stars. <laughs> I love that white dress. It was so, the, the stars were so big, you looked like a Barbie doll. It was oh, so, so cute. A, a very fat Barbie doll, but thank you so much. No, oh, my portions. You're not fat. I mean, fat is beautiful, but I mean, you look gorgeous. Oh, thank you, you Miss Cynthia. Thank you, Diva Lena. <laughs> now, Cheryl, you're such a such a busy girl. What is the secret to your busy schedule? Uh, don't say no. <laughs> just say yes to everything. <laughs> Honestly, like, look, there are there are times when I'm like, mm, this isn't really my vibe. This really isn't my brand. Like, if somebody came up and said, we'd like you to do a football advert, I'd be like, no. <laughs> like it's certain <laughs> things I'll say no to but honestly I feel like the first time you say no to something where you're like on the fence about it is the time when the call stopped calling so mm -hmm. I I like to say yes to everything because look let's be real we are in the height of the peak of drag it's international it's global we've got 47 franchises and <laughs> I'm I'm so blessed to be we all we're all blessed we're at the peak of drag where everybody wants drag but how long of this ride have we got we do not know exactly yeah. everything everything has a quote-unquote shelf life before people start dwindling out and it doesn't mean we're not going anywhere but we've got to seize the day and seize the opportunity and i just want to make the most of every single second instead of just forgetting that we have this ride and eventually we've got to get off and go be sick in the toilet i hate rides i really hate rides <laughs> <laughs> yeah you never know I when like those that. big checks are gonna stop you know totally exactly. i like that point of saying the first time you say no is when they stop calling i think that's a great lesson for every everyone out there not just drag queens but you know people hustling in life right it's like take every opportunity by the balls and exactly. just like keep pushing. And like I, I said earlier, you... like you, you, you're so grateful for every opportunity because you don't know how long it's here for. And the minute you forget to be humble and grateful for this amazing platform we're given, then again, the calls are gonna stop because who, who wants to work with somebody that thinks like this, this has to be my job because it's given to me. No, like th this campaign that I've got, X, Y, and Z, could be given mm -hmm. to the 
one of any of the three queens that have been on Drag Race, three seasons of Drag Race UK there's been now, but they want to come mm -hmm. to Little Of Me. Thank you. I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's With so, so much drag out there, like you mentioned, you know, the, the 47 seasons. <laughs> what is your advice to all the performers, the artists in the queendom to stand out? You have to find your USP, your unique selling point, because I see so many young queens coming up that try and emulate queens that are doing well or mm -hmm. have been successful on Drag Race. But the reason these people are successful, like, look, I'll keep it 100. So many of my sisters haven't been on Drag Race. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean they're not out there killing it on the London scene. They've got residencies, they've got shows, they've got gigs Monday to Sunday. Doesn't Just because they've not been on television doesn't mean they're not successful. They're successful because they have brand, they have a voice, and they have a point of view with their drag. That is what's gonna draw people in if you've got something unique, I take for example Bailey J Mills. I'm not sure if Bailey's huge in America and Canada and elsewhere, but in the UK, Bailey came up huge on TikTok because they were doing silly characters and videos, and now everybody's like, "No, thank you," because of these viral videos. Like, you have to find your unique selling point. Like, a lot of people say, "Well, you're just trying to be Cheryl from Girls Aloud." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Like that's just one part of my drag is paying mm -hmm. homage, but I'm a silly tit in a wig that twirls and pretends like I'm performing on a world tour stage in a tiny little bar. That's me. Mm -hmm. That's my brand. Mm -hmm. You've got to find your voice. Totally. Yeah. And then it's it's tricky sometimes because there's finding your voice and then there's responding to audiences because sometimes what can feel authentic doesn't pop off, but then almost something that goes viral you didn't think would. So it's it's almost navigating between the two. It's like doing it for your art or doing it because the the thing that popped off and went viral went viral. It's it's like it's the balance of the two because it's like you want to stay authentic to your art, right? You don't want to just do something because people liked it and you want to keep almost self-imitating, you know? Exactly. And like if I use that as an example, look at my season on season one. Everything that turned into a meme and a moment, did I plan it? No. Did I script it? No. Because I was just being me. Like the meme of me, like no makeup on in the middle of the workroom with a huge wig on. Like I'm just walking around just feeling my fantasy in a wig and a camera caught it. And like me going, I'm a fucking star, I am a star. That was just me having a natural reaction to people not believing in me. And mm -hmm. the, the most infamous one, I'm ready for another week of me doing mediocre. I was just literally in the interview chair, we can all vouch, when you're sitting in that chair, you just talk shit and they'll yep. just use whatever they want. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I still have that photo of you with that wig on my phone. Uh, just sitting there, no makeup, just deadpan face with that giant wig on. It's hilarious. I sold air fresheners at DragCon UK. And <gasps> on one side, it said Friday night. <laughs> and on the other side, it was Sunday, Saturday morning. And it was oh. me, and me like, in the wig. <laughs> and they sold oh. the best. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's the funniest. Oh my God, Cheryl, you're really, you really are a star. I love that. Now, we both have something in common. We're both Essex divas. We're both Essex girly girls. But we have something else in common. You recently got married. 
ding 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 if he likes ding, it ding, he put ding. a ring on it <laughs> so what does that feel like in all honesty nothing changed <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> look we we live breathe and work together 24 7 he is quote unquote mm. my tour manager so oh. he travels with me everywhere he liaises with my management my team and just gets shit done he really does and to be honest when you are in that environment nothing really changes it's just a higher level of commitment if you will yeah well how long have you and mr hall been together since april 2018 so this year will be four years wait let me do the maths 1920 yeah this year four years uh we were engaged four years i love that we were engaged after seven months because our relationship was sped up because we'd known each other for a year and a half and then shakily got me very drunk one night on patron and i obviously was like soppy doppy drunk told him how i felt we kissed and then it was like well i guess we're together now so i feel like our relationship's been like six years but intimate it's been four okay i love that though and it's when you know you know right yeah oh truly like i'm a firm believer in everything in life happens for a reason at the right time at the right place and like as much as it's good to put positive energy out and like affirmations and things that you would like it's if you are trying to force something it's not going to happen if you Mm -hmm. aspire to something and just go look i put this out there i say this to queens with your drag race tapes you put it out there you put the work in and then you 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 let it sit if it's for you and let god if it's for you in that moment it's gonna happen like cynthia Mm -hmm. did you apply for season one absolutely not (laughs) so you you were in that that moment i literally it was the one tape i was like if this is gonna happen it's gonna happen you know i i had a really just level head about it and i I completely agree with what you're saying it's it's one of those things where you know you can plan you can prep but if they see what they want you know if they see something in you i think it's that authenticity right like it's when it's not forced you're not copying anything it's um yeah you're just being you i like that yeah exactly in the words of mama roo you just want to give them just what they want yeah exactly (laughs) Once oh, you let it out. Oh my god. <laughs> Wanna see you go off? <laughs> Have you rewatched your tape at all? Have you ever went back and given given it a little look over just to be like like I looked at mine recently and I was like, why did they let me on? This is so cringy. Like <laughs> Do you know what? I thought the exact same. I literally <laughs> went I my tape was naff. It was rubbish. I don't know how they let me on, but I can't, I like, surely they have an idea of who they would like. And I think they must have been like, we've seen this girl. We've heard about this girl. Let's get her on. She's a stupid bitch. <laughs> like, I, and I was, I was happy about that. I was really was yeah. because I, I, I had loads of friends that were putting like four weeks worth of effort into their tapes and being like, I'm going to perform in front of London Bridge for my lip sync. And I was like, yes, against a bed sheet in the spare room, like. cool exactly but but i think that's that's what makes your tape you is seeing your situation what you're working with i shot our audition like speech in our our bedroom i did the runway on the corridor like it's what you got to do what you got to do and like look i i don't care i was one of ten that got on season one 
I mean, star power really shines through. Exactly. And it's like, if you are putting in such production value, air quotes, into your audition tape, it's almost like, are we overcompensating? Are we hiding around something like the bells and whistles? Like the the main show is going to have such high production value, but you have to bring that raw talent, that raw personality that they can then mold and, you know, gaslight and manipulate. (laughs) (laughs) And the words of Lisa Rinna, gaslighting, gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Cheryl, literally, we were doing our deep dive, a little bit of research. Um, You have done so much TV. Like, you did little pop-ups. I was Googling you. BBC Breakfast, Your Face or Mine, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Celebrity Juice, Celebs on the Farm, The Only Way is Essex, Be Here, Be Queer, and then now RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. You love TV and TV loves you. (laughs) This is crazy. So Your Face or Mine actually filmed two weeks before I left for Drag Race. So, so everybody was asking me, oh, so I know, I know they're starting filming the new season of Drag Race. Are you going to be on it? And I was like, no, no, I wish, I wish. Little (laughs) did I know, I had a, I had a suitcase full of fucking drag ready to rock and roll from my designers. Like, I was like, come on, let's be having you. But in all honesty, I, I absolutely love doing TV. I just think it's just so much fun. Like, I... I never thought I'd be rolling around in pig shit on a farm in North Yorkshire with celebrities that are actual celebrities and then there's little old me. Like, I never call myself a celebrity <laughs> because I just think it's really weird because I'm just like yeah, a, li- a little queer that's been on Drag Race on BBC. Like, it's cool. I'm fine. What's I'm, gay I'm not famous. in the media. Gamus. Gamus. Yes. But honestly, it's so much fun. And like, I, realistically, I don't like to talk about your face or mine because everybody likes to bring up the clip where I vote who's hot or not. And like, <gasps> nobody nobody understands TV. Like, it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's entertainment. So you do things mm-hmm. for entertainment. But also, I was trying to win myself money. So I was like, and everyone's like, how dare Cheryl? But this is before Tace and Scarlett Harlot were on Drag Race and they were on the lineup mm-hmm. as well. And like, Tace how- looked so different. I didn't even recognize her. Blow up. Do, do you want to know some tea? So Tace, yes. Tace had been in the same face of makeup for the last two days straight and she was just topping it up and topping it up. She'd sleep in it, top it up. So <gasps> I know Tace and I, she, she was not looking her best in that shoot. So of course I was going to say I was better looking. I had a fresh face and no beard. <laughs> I, barely, I barely recognized her. I was like, wait, that's taste. Like, so it was so funny. I get tagged in it on TikTok all the time. People are bringing up the clip all the fucking time. And I'm like, every time I comment on it, I'm like, guys, let's give it a fucking rest. It's three years old, this. You're, you're really yeah. pulling at fucking straws just to try and tear us all down. Like, you're all beggy. Get alive. Yeah, and it sometimes feels like the fans want to be involved in that like kind of catty drama that Drag Race kind of puts out there. But it's just like, listen, we're not in the workroom. We're all sitting on our phones, on our couches, with our hands on our balls. Like, just calm down, babe. (laughs) Don't tempt me with a good time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, look, as much as that was fun to do and I won three and a half grand on the competition oh. that was great <laughs> help me pay for drag race um, <laughs> totally it, it really was like 
a moment in time and like yes taste is a fucking supermodel she's gorgeous uh we've all had a glow up i've probably had a mild glow down because i gained three stones since i was on that show but who gives a fuck <gasps> it's in the past it's in the past. We need to leave it in You've the past. You've got a bigger budget now. So it's like, you can just custom make everything. Do you know what I mean? It's You look you look better than ever. I mean. Yeah. And beauty <gasps> comes in every size, Cheryl. It's not about weight. For those weight. who can't see, Cheryl just panned to her wardrobe and I gasped. That's pretty <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, Gorge. I did actually show you the rack with half of my Drag Race wardrobe on there. So. <laughs> oh, so fun. Do you so keep really... everything or do you like to sell things away? I'm hoarders buried alive. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm really running out of room in this room. We moved last year to get a bigger house, so I had an entire drag room. And I, mm. I've got three suitcases sprawled out on the floor. I've got a wig shelf that I've literally got wigs on the floor because there's no more room on the wig shelf. Like oh I am, God. I'm hoarders buried alive. But also stuff with Drag Race, I'm very sentimental, especially from season one because everything got used and seen. So, yeah. it should be in a museum. Well, I'm yes. saving it for that one day. The archives. Seriously, because I do think you're a celebrity, Cheryl. I I know you, you we use the term gayness, gay famous, but I think right now it's like you're huge. Do you get recognized out of drag? Yeah, like not like not like ridiculous amounts. Like Drag Race yeah. has a huge following, so of course you're gonna get recognized. No, it's like if I go to JOY in London, it's like meet and greet central because you can't even go to the yeah. bar without people being like ah, ah, ah. so yes. like you, you've got to pick your places some people love to parade up and down old compton street and be like does anybody want a picture with me whereas i mm -hmm. like to go around my day just cracking on if somebody stops me whilst i'm at a till paying for a, a t-shirt i'll be like hello david how's it going do you want a little picky mm -hmm. let's get a little picky like mm -hmm. i'm i'm more than happy to do that like i'm not gonna say no i'm like you want a picture with me of course it's the ones that mm -hmm. are like no no like i get everybody has their days and they're not feeling it like i've i've had days where i'm like i'll stand and have a chit chat and i'll give somebody a hug but i'll i'll say look we're not doing pictures today because i've got stained pink face from a photo shoot and I haven't had a haircut in four weeks, so. <laughs> She's I was going to say, boots. that's probably going to be the one where you're going to be like, someone's going to come up, you're going to look like an absolute monster. They're going to be like, selfie? You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Some, you, yeah. You've just got to gauge it. But like, sometimes I'm like, look, I'm more than happy to take the picture if I'm looking ugly. But other times I'm like, let's cheat it. So it's just like here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No yeah, shoes, just to... no footwear. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see that outfit. Just like selfie of the face. I love that. Oh, Ugh. stop, stop! Because actually, I did actually have to say no to somebody because I was <gasps> shooting my entrance look at the oh, Welcome no. to Wessex. Oh, so you're like, oh. I can't have this shot. Like, I was like the, the Welcome to Wessex sign, and they were like, mm. they came running out of their house. They were like, can we please get a picture? I was like, babies, I wish I could. And you will see why I can't soon. But honestly, it means so much that I got to chat to you. And they probably took a picture of me anyway. But like, we were oh, in and out yeah. in 10 minutes. There's yeah. a TikTok out there of them zooming in being like, Cheryl Hole from UK versus the world is standing outside of the Essex sign right now. It's spoiled <laughs> drag race there. Leaked look yeah. from a season. The and woman was too stunned to speak. <laughs> the NDA lit on fire. Oh my God, don't even. All right, let's. Do, would you be uh, down to do a little lightning round? Or was that like a quick fire? 
It's just like a quick fire. Yeah, that's is that what you call it in in England? Yeah, like a quick fire round where you you, you don't think you just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Do you want to start, Cynthia, or me? You go for it. Okay, mashed potatoes, uh, mash or chips? Uh, chips, chips. Cut crease or smoky eye? Uh, 2018 means smoky eye. 2019 me cut crease. Hell yes. <laughs> Stiletto or platform heel? Neither. <laughs> oh, then what? Flats. I'm joking. I'm joking. Anything <laughs> I can dance mat- in. <laughs> Matymorphosis kind of flats. The the red bottom kind of flats. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> I'm Louboutin of your sketches. <laughs> Botox or filler? Uh, Botox preserve. I'm all about the preserve, not the enhance. Right. And all that new research is coming out that filler like falls down and swells your face up. Yes. I mean, I've got under eye filler, but that, again, that's a preservative, not an enhancement. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, you look incredible. Thank you. Um, but this was so fun, Cheryl. I had such a good time. And you are just so effervescent and everything you say. This was such a great interview. We had such a great time. Babies, thank you for having me on. Like, look, I love the Canadian divas, and like, I am itching to get over and party with you mm. dolls because, look, we don't we don't need drinks to have a good time. We just need to be locked in a room with our mouths, and we could chit chat all day long. Mm. Right? Now we've got to get you over here, or somehow get the Canadian girls over there because you guys are open more than we are. Oh my god, don't even. I feel like. <laughs> COVID is a thing of the past here. But look, I'm I'm one of those divas where I keep it safe and keep it 100. I'm not rolling around in the clubs 24-7 kissing boys. Kitty Scott Claus. <laughs> <laughs> name and names. Name and shame her. Oh my God, I, I love it. I hear so many stories. Like, look, I don't go out often. And the amount of times I wake up to a text be like, you'll never, you'll never guess how many boys Kitty kissed last night. I'm like, oh! <laughs> but Kitty's got, Kitty's got that cute kissable face She almost looks like like, like a, a sweet little Pamela Anderson in drag You know, I would kiss her I mean, she's more like your mum Like, oh, you give her a <laughs> Give her a little like a peck kiss on the from cheek. your aunt <laughs> Yeah, Auntie Kitty Because you're two are sisters, right? Yeah. Yes, yes we're, We've been sisters for the last five years I think she started drag five years ago. And honestly, I I love her to pieces. And when she called me saying that she was on the show, I was like, right, let's get you in contact with some designers. Let's get you going. Let's get some wigs sorted for you. Because our kitty, God bless her, she was straight off the rack and a, a nice little out of the bag hair on top of her head. And we were like, you're going to make oh, it to the end better her, than me. Her wigs on the show looked phenomenal. So whoever you set her up with, I would say her hair was one of my favorite the whole season. Oh, Just well, those beautiful I didn't kind of do loose it. curled updos and stuff. Well, no, I know. But like to connect, <laughs> right? Like so wonderful. Very nice of you. I was so proud of her. I was really yeah. so proud of her. And like Taste as well. Me and Taste have been since 2017. So mm-hmm. to see to see the sisters exceeding and doing well means the absolute world to me. Yeah. Taste not wearing makeup for 48 hours straight. <laughs> it's a glow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Taste is really like Taste is like a star. Like I remember watching when she did that lip sync to memory. 
I was enamored. She just stood there and did like the softest movements. And I was just like, that's a talent to be able to do a ballad like that. So what an icon. Well, when she said to me that she wasn't applying for season one, I was like, well, I might have a chance now. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I love that. Uh, I mean, I I know, right? Do you have any big projects you want to promote? Anything you want to say on the pod? Things you're looking forward to? Okay, well, you can listen to my brand new single, Need the Power, which is streaming everywhere. You can find the video on YouTube on the the channel Cheryl Hole. And you can just support the diva and buy my merch because I am broke after this season. (laughs) Very that. Buy Cheryl's merch. Buy the merch, buy the the song, buy whatever you can. Uh, Even cameos, PayPal, Venmo. Uh, you you can find me on Cameo and Memo. She's a busy hustling diva. Oh uh, yes, at Cheryl Hall Queen. It, she she's at Cheryl Hall Queen on everything because I'm what universal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Cheryl. We had such a good time. I hope you have such a good day doing cameos for the rest of the day and hustling. And I can't wait to see how the season plays out. I know this is this is going to premiere after the season finishes, but I'm excited to kind of see how what everything happens with it. And I can't wait to see what you do. Thank you, babies. And like, honestly, it's such a pleasure. I love and adore both of you. And I'm going to make them laugh. And I'm going to make them laugh. Hell yeah. <laughs> make them laugh. Make <laughs> them laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> love you, Cheryl. babies. Bye. Right. And there you have it. Cheryl Hall. What a class act. Nothing mediocre about this one. No, not at all. I just think that's so funny that like joke about being mediocre when it's someone who is so exceptional, you know, mm. she just seems so effervescent. She seems so kind. And she is truly like someone who you can just sit and listen to and watch. And she really is a star. So I was I was really happy with that. I really had quite a lot of fun. Did you? Oh, I loved it. Seriously. Any time to sit down with Cheryl is an absolute pleasure. We want to thank you guys for listening to Semi-Qualified Queens this week. And remember, if you have any questions, email us at semiqualifiedqueenspodcast at gmail.com. And if you know you're not 45, you can use Twitter. You can email, you can hit us up on Instagram at semiqualifiedqueenspod. And yeah, let's have conversations, you know. Juice and I want to hear from you. Also, we have made this a trend every week, but we have said the email wrong every single time. Oh my God. So if you want to email us, please email us at semiqualifiedqueenspod at gmail.com. It is semiqualifiedqueenspod at gmail.com. I keep messing it up, but that is the email. Please email us. Send us a send us a quick note. I have been loving everything you guys have been sending us so far, and I can't wait to make it a segment onto the show, uh, giving you guys a voice. Love you. Love you. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.